Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, August 27th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Johnson & Johnson will have to pay hundreds of millions of dollars for its role in Oklahoma's opioid crisis. Stocks rise after Donald Trump claims that Beijing wants to end the trade war with the U.S., and a U.S.-based hedge fund suffers huge losses thanks to Argentina's financial markets. Plus, the FT's Brian Harris and I talk about the backlash against Brazilian businesses concerned with the Amazon rainforest fires. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. On Monday, a judge found that Johnson & Johnson had created a quote-unquote public nuisance in the U.S. state of Oklahoma for its role in the state's opioid crisis. Now, the world's largest healthcare company will have to pay for it. The sum isn't the $17 billion Oklahoma sought out, but as the FT's pharmaceutical and biotech reporter Hannah Kushler points out, this is a landmark case in other regards. Johnson & Johnson lost an important opioids case in Oklahoma yesterday, and they've been ordered to pay $572 million in an abatement plan, which is meant to help the state cover the costs of the crisis. So, for example, health care and law enforcement. Oklahoma had argued that J&J was this drug kingpin that had missold opioids, and also that they owned and supplied the raw material for opioids to other opioid makers, such as Purdue Pharma. J&J have said that the idea of taking them to court on this public nuisance claim was incredibly broad, that it hadn't been proven, and that they are going to contest the $572 million that they have been ordered to pay. But this is really a big deal because it means that other cases, and there are thousands of opioid cases waiting in the wings with other opioid makers in the dock, they may feel pressure to settle because J&J didn't actually have a very big market share in Oklahoma. And if they are still being pursued for this kind of money, they might think it is wiser to make a deal now than to go to court. So this could be really an important case for J&J itself because um, now there are states across the US that haven't yet named J&J in their opioid lawsuits and they might decide to because of what's happened in Oklahoma. J&J is the world's largest healthcare company and so they have much deeper pockets than some of the other opioid makers who are struggling with the huge liabilities and obviously the sales of their opioids have uh, fallen significantly. So you see Purdue Pharma has already said it's considering filing for bankruptcy, and INSYS has filed for Chapter 11. U.S. stocks clawed back some of last week's losses on Monday after the latest development in the U.S.-China trade war. Speaking at the G7 summit in Biarritz, France on Monday, U.S. President Donald Trump spun around on the previous week's rhetoric and said he was optimistic about a trade deal. He claimed that China called, quote, our top trade people, unquote, on Sunday night saying they want to restart trade talks. U.S. equities rose in response. The S&P 500 jumped 1.1 percent, recovering from its third worst day of the year on Friday. That's when Mr. Trump said he was raising tariffs on almost all Chinese imports and described China's President Xi Jinping as an enemy. Earlier the same day, China hit the U.S. with its own tariffs between 5 and 10 percent on $75 billion worth of U.S. goods. There was no immediate response from China on Monday, but Mr. Trump appeared to be responding, at least in part, to comments from Chinese Vice Premier Liu He. He said on Monday before Trump's comments, quote, China resolutely opposes the escalation of the trade war. 
and a $6 billion hedge fund specializing in emerging markets has been burned by Argentina. Sources tell the FT that New York-based Autonomy Capital has lost more than 16% of the value of its fund since the beginning of August. That's when President Mauricio Macri's re-election prospects took a turn for the worse during the country's primary election. Candidate Alberto Fernandez is now favored to win in October's election. And the financial markets fallout has more than wiped out Autonomy's gains from earlier this year as a result. But Autonomy Capital founder Robert Gibbons told investors that the sell-off, quote, presents an opportunity. In a call with investors, he said that, quote, Argentina is in the beginning of a normalization process. The election caused the peso to lose more than a fifth of its value against the U.S. dollar. The country's Merville stock index fell 48 percent in dollar terms in a single day. That's the second largest one-day drop in any of the 94 markets tracked by Bloomberg since 1950. And here's a closer look at a story you should know more about. Over the past few weeks, an unprecedented number of wildfires have raged through the areas that contain the Amazon rainforest. Data from the Brazilian government and NASA found that more than 70,000 fires have hit the region so far this year. That's up 83 percent from the number of fires in the same period last year. Some of those fires are seasonal. They happen because of the drier weather. But many are also believed to have been from man-made causes. Essentially, what we believe is going on is that illegal loggers and cattle ranchers are clearing land to make way for essentially cattle farming. That's Brian Harris, the FT's Brazil bureau chief in Sao Paulo. The way Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro is handling the fires is drawing rebuke from world leaders. And now, Brazilian businesses are fearing backlash from countries who want more done to stop the fires. Brian has more on the crisis in the Amazon. In recent days, we've seen a number of Brazilian businesses and trade groups come out with very strong statements urging the Brazilian government to do more. Now, there are two things at play here. One, Brazilian businesses fear they're being tarred with the same brush as these illegal loggers out in the Amazon. Um, Many of these Brazilian businesses are using advanced technology um, to improve sustainability so they don't have to engage in these practices. And they fear they are being cast in the same group as these nefarious actors in the Amazon. The second thing the Brazilian businesses fear is a boycott. And they think this will just give ammunition to their competitors in Europe and elsewhere in the world to say, why should we buy Brazilian products by European instead? Agribusiness and the agribusiness sector is worth more than 20% of Brazilian GDP. So a boycott would obviously be a big deal for the economy and broader business here in Brazil. In particular, many are worried about the beef exports, right? Yes. So many European countries have raised the prospect of boycotting Brazilian beef. This is already a contentious topic following the EU Mercosur agreement that was agreed a couple of months ago. Uh, Farmers fear that their markets will be open to European beef already. And now this gives them an excuse to raise political pressure on leaders in Europe uh, not to go ahead with that agreement. Finland in particular has said they would consider boycotting Brazilian beef if the Brazilian government does not do more to counter these fires in the Amazon. And and it's not just Finland. The fires came up recently at the G7 summit in Biarritz, France. How did those conversations go? Essentially, the G7 leaders, well, most of the G7 leaders, particularly Emmanuel Macron, the French president, have come out very forcefully in favor of protecting the Amazon 
and encouraging Brazil and the Brazilian government to do more. Now, this has sparked a war of words between Mr. Macron and Jair Bolsonaro, the Brazilian president, who favors opening the Amazon to commercial activity. Mr. Bolsonaro has accused G7 leaders of, of a form of new colonialism and uh, dictating to Brazil what Brazil should do. After this, we saw the G7 have their meeting in Biarritz, where they announced $22 million in funding, which would go towards firefighting and logistical efforts. So there's a desire to help, but there's also a growing diplomatic confrontation between Brazil and, and the European powers. So, Brian, what can we expect going forward? Part of the reason these fires became such a big deal globally was in part due to how Mr. Bolsonaro responded to the initial criticisms. When concerns initially arose last week, Mr. Bolsonaro came out and blamed NGOs. He said, uh, NGOs could be, they lost funding under my government, NGOs could be behind these fires. Uh, however, since then, and since uh, global criticism of Mr. Bolsonaro and his administration has mounted, he has changed his tune somewhat. And in recent days, they've sent in the army and the agricultural minister has come out with statements saying, we will do what it takes to protect the Amazon. We know what needs to be done. And I, I think as the coming days progress, we will see deeper and better communication and cooperation on this issue. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be following Jeremy Corbyn. The UK Labour Party leader will convene a cross-party meeting to discuss the tactics available for MPs that want to prevent a no-deal Brexit. And we'll be following upheaval in Italian politics. Last week, Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte resigned, and Italy's president has given parties until today to make progress toward forming a stabilized government. If they haven't, he is expected to call snap elections. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.